Hello and welcome to Terrifying Robot Dog. I'm Jonathan Stark. I'm Kelly Shaver. And we're here to talk about how technology is changing the way we interact with the world. This week, AI is creating flu vaccines. Thank you very much. Please stay tuned. Terrifying Robot Dog is next. Ah, uh, the promise of AI. Mm, yes. AI all yes. the things. Yes. Our, our AI made this this thing now injected into your body yeah exactly that's exactly where i was gonna go this is how they get us Mm. (laughs) this is this is not disconcerting at all (laughs) yeah you think the anti-vaxxers are in a in a bunch now oh yeah no kidding i didn't even think about that angle oh yeah please um but first housekeeping Mm. is it housekeeping or an update really uh it's more of an update really and i don't even know if it was about something we talked about on yeah we did talk about it on the show i couldn't remember at first it was on the show or after um i am a season and a half through stranger things at the moment Mm. and i am enjoying it oh good quite a bit good good i was afraid we were gonna be in a fight (laughs) no i was watching again and i was like why couldn't i get into this before (laughs) (laughs) yeah I just loved it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Very entertaining. Yeah, I don't think season two captured me as quickly as season one did, but I'm getting toward the the second half of season two, and it's getting quite good again. So. Yeah, and uh, you know, some some people are saying season three is the best one yet. I don't know if I, I have heard that. Yes, I don't know if I agree, but it's certainly it's certainly really good. So, okay. So you've got that to look forward to. Stick with it. Yeah. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Um, cool. All right. So what's this story? So, uh, AI, the headline is AI created flu vaccine starts testing in us. The yes. Drug, drug wouldn't replace the old vaccine, but would work with it according to a report. Yeah. The, and the report mentioned that the reason they don't have a replacement vaccine is because the AI doesn't have enough data to build a replacement yet. Mm-hmm. So that kind of makes me wonder is like, how does it have enough data to supplement? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. So, so the the summary is that some Australian scientists created this um, this uh, computer program called Smart Algorithms for Medical Discovery, or SAM for short. Mm-hmm. SAM <laughs> is a great name for an AI. I agree. I can't do that. Well, no, Dave is the guy. It's, it's, it's Dave. Yeah. Yeah. That's Hal. Hal, Sam, Alexa. You name. It. Oh, I said it. Whoops. Oh, way to go. Never mind. I even looked over, I even instinctively looked over at mine. I was like, oh, wait, I have headphones on. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. So it, it reminds me of the, the scene in Altered Carbon where all the hotels are having a card game. <laughs> yeah. A card game in virtual space. <laughs> uh, so great. Um, so, okay. So, I mean, basically, who knows? Where, like you said, who knows where they got the data from? I mean, I don't know what data that they sent into it, but it... It sort of made a booster for the existing flu vaccine, and the mm-hmm. doctors were talking about how flu vaccine, uh, the flu virus, uh, mutates so quickly every year that they were like, we don't, you know, we don't know how humans would keep up with this. So, you know, roll in the AI. Yeah, and then and they eventually want the AI to be able to create a predictive vaccine. Yes, which it, is a little bit terrifying. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes, and no. Yes and no. I mean, what? I mean, maybe maybe I've watched enough sci-fi that this is. <laughs> oh yeah, it's definitely crossing a line. But yeah, when it but if they were like, um, a cure for aging, <laughs> it's like a sign right. up or whatever. You know, like oh, grow back the cartilage in your knees, fifty-year-old karate guy. 
I'd be like, uh, I'll, I'm gonna try that. Yeah. I'll give that a try. Yeah. You know, when it's going through FDA trials, but you know, these AIs are so smart. Maybe they're trying to put one over on us and it's so advanced (laughs) that it's designed to pass FDA trials without notice. It's not full of of nanobots or anything. Right. Well, just wait. Yet. Yet. Yeah. But I, you know, I, I mean, this is the sort of core of the AI thing. It's like, well, Mm -hmm. we don't know. I mean, presumably it came up with a compound that they were like, oh, okay. I mean, this is a reasonable mixture of things. Yeah. We wouldn't have thought of it maybe in a million years, but okay, this makes sense. And they tried it. Yeah. Clinical trials. Presumably they, they, they looked at it and said, oh yeah, this is a, this is safe for humans. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I'm sure it didn't create like new elements for the periodic table. And it's like, put this (laughs) in your body. But that, that, where did, I don't know where I read this. I think it was, I think it was sort of one of, there's kind of two groups of people in the AI camp. There's like the Elon Musk camp. That's like, uh, AI in the hands of, uh, you know, a, a small group of people or like a single government will be, basically be the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And the, so open AI, hence open AI and like everybody should have access to AI Hence, Neuralnet or whatever his uh, brain-computer interface. Neuralink. Neuralink, yeah. So that we can increase the bandwidth between us and the AI, you know, our own personal AI. So we'll all have superpowers, mm-hmm. not just one evil dictator. And I think they're going to. I think they're planning to start human trials on Neuralink next year. Yeah, they did announce that there wasn't an. It was. It was like, hey, we're going to have something to announce. It wasn't super specific, but you know, since yeah. there hasn't been a lot of information coming out of them, it was noteworthy but uh yeah so but it it gets down to that thing where it's like there's it's you know the humans have this like innate fear of technology it's like fear of the Mm -hmm. unknown because it's only you know if only a few people understand it everybody else is gonna be like "Uh, should we trust this right i mean human humans fear things they don't understand yeah and almost by definition you don't understand an ai right (laughs) (laughs) because it's like you can't look at the code like how does so this is interesting because the the AI just came up the AI, AI kind of impersonated a scientist. Yeah, it, yeah, they were like we gave it a bunch of data and this is what it came up with and we took a look at it and sure enough, it worked. <laughs> right. So 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 presumably it's not like um, so so when it goes through the FDA trials, presumably it will it will all be grokkable by people who do that sort of thing mm-hmm. versus some kind of a medical device maybe that you implanted that had AI inside doot, 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 that, <laughs> uh, that, um, that, you know, so then this if that went thing, through yeah. regulatory approval, they'd be like, well, what does it do? And they're like, I don't know. I mean, we know what it does. We like, don't know how it, it does it. It fixes things. <laughs> yeah. It, it cruises around in your body and fixes stuff. And they'd be like, well, what will it do in this case? Like, I don't know. What will it do in this case? I don't know. Can't you look at the code? Nope. There isn't nope. any. <laughs> so, you know. It's like it ate its own code many months ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, if it's, if it's make, if, if this AI or some other AI is coming up with great, like, like great ideas for drugs that just then go through the normal path, then it's kind of like, well, okay, mm-hmm. who cares who came up with it? Right, it's like it's just taking on the role of a million scientists working on this progress pr- um, problem. Yeah, yeah, twenty four seven, which is cool. Brute forcing mm-hmm. the cure for cancer, I dig. That would yeah, be, that yeah, would be sounds great. good. Sounds good. 
Yeah, I read. Oh, so so uh, I was the reason I brought up Elon Musk is because there's there's another camp of scientists that are just like anybody that thinks AI is going to take over the world isn't, hasn't done any work in the space. It's like impossible. Right. Like we're not even close. You know, and, and the, the Elon Musk side is like, yeah, but a little hockey stick. Like, as soon as it starts eating its own tail, it's going to, like, it'll be an infinite loop of improvement. So you can't, there's, like, no linear prediction. Like, you just did one day, you know, like, uh, what's-his-face, a singularity. Mm-hmm. Uh, why can't I think of his Nick name? Kurzweil? Kurzweil, yeah. He, he'd just be like, he's like, oh, we're we're... 90 years into a hundred year thing and it's all and there's been no progress and in the last two years it's going to be all the progress right. <laughs> it's like developing software the first 90 percent takes 90 percent of the time and the second 90 no wait that also takes 90 percent of the time <laughs> exactly never mind yeah <laughs> it's kind of not like developing software yeah except it's software that develops itself right um i'm kind of not going where i wanted to with this analogy so we can just move on <laughs> Uh, well, that's why AI is going to replace software developers. So get ready, <laughs> because the, the last ten percent only takes one percent of the time. Yeah, that's right. Can I can I just like have an AI that works for me and does my work for me, so I can just not? Yeah, that's the that's the dream, right? Program yourself yeah, out of a I job. Yeah, but can I still collect the paycheck from the AI? I so it's. I feel like it's. Yeah, I think so. It's kind of like having an autonomous vehicle that you rent out as a taxi. It's like mm-hmm. yours. Sure, why not? Okay, I need to get on this. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think I'm just trying to think like, I, yeah, I'm totally cool with this. Like this particular iteration mm-hmm. is I'm totally cool with because it will go through the normal channels. It's like they create this thing that then goes through the normal channels and it's like, it's not, it doesn't have some magic substance in it. Right, it doesn't have some magic substance. It doesn't have some something we don't understand and it's still going through rigorous government testing and approval it's just that the ai has come up with been able to throw together enough combinations and test cases and things that more than we could do in 100 years maybe yeah and find an optimal solution right so and that does bring it back to the data thing because i was reading one of these sort of anti like ai is not going to take over the world people was saying like Mm -hmm. look you can't you can't um just make up the data. It, it's can't, it's not going to sit there and do a thought experiment. Like you have to right. feed it data, and we don't have data for lot. Like we have tons of data on the web, but it's a particular kind. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like it's not like the web is just like exploding with clinical trial data. <laughs> but less. Sorry, I have uh, fun editing. <laughs> it's uh, you know, so it's like, well, we need we need. A lot of really good data before it can do mm-hmm. anything really smart and but then you get an article like this and it's like well the flu is a pretty big deal and it is a pretty big deal and we we do have a lot of data on it yeah i i, I would think we've got a lot of data data about at least particular kinds of cancers if not all kinds mm-hmm. of cancers mm-hmm. and you remember we were doing the um we did a, an episode a while back about the guy in the lab in California that uses the, the genome sequencing to, like, oh, you have this weird thing that you can't identify? Okay, let's let's do some, some gene sequencing and find all the stuff in you that's not human. Oh, yeah. And rule it out from the other stuff we know about. That was wild. That was insane. Yeah, because I, I had never, not to totally shift also, gears. Also, um, yeah. it turns out eyeballs are a breeding ground for death and disease, but anyway. What? 
What did you remember say? the uh, the eyeballs were a breeding ground for, oh. for death and disease. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, I never thought about that. Like, like th- your DNA is not the only DNA in your body, not even close. No. Yeah, I never, never thought about. It. It's just like, oh, I'm just pure DNA from top it's to like, bottom. Oh, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Every other organism that's rooting around in there has its own DNA. So he's, he was like, yeah, you just, mm-hmm. you just like filter it. The, and the problem before was that there's just like way, way, way too much data to crunch. But now you can. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now we have the computing power to to apply some really big filters. Yeah. Like Clippy pops up. It looks like you're looking for an a f- invading body. It looks like you're sequencing a genome. <laughs> exactly. Do you remember the old Microsoft episodes where Clippy was voiced by Gilbert Gottfried? No, sir. I think sir. there were commercials. Is that real? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Episodes. The commercials. I can't I can't pick words today. But yeah, there were there were a series of I don't know if they were commercials, or they might have just been videos that Microsoft produced for the web. But it, they were official Microsoft videos. I think it was a. I think it was when they started to kill off Clippy, and he was voiced by Gilbert Gottfried. Well, that would do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that seems like a strange choice. Yeah, I'll have to try and find a video on YouTube that we can link to in the show notes because they were hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I think I would have went with like maybe a Scarlett Johansson or. Uh, or like who's got a great English accent like Sean Connery <laughs> Sean Connery is clippy <laughs> it looks like you're typing, it looks a, like you're typing a letter <laughs> it looks like you're composing a correspondence <laughs> right right why not use a sword uh, anyway <laughs> that's okay that's a weird now area. everyone can hear our terrible terrible Sean Connery impersonations yeah that was super bad yeah uh, I don't even want to hear it because my my voice in reality sounds nothing like it does in my head. So, <laughs> in my head, it was decent. Okay. In right. reality, I'm not even going to listen to this. Let's go with that. Um, well, with Neuralink, we'll be able to hear what's in your head, right? Mm. So I so thumbs up or thumbs down. I I'm 100 percent two thumbs up on uh, on on Sam creating vaccines for humans. Yeah, I am too. And I am too. I can think of. I can think of a lot of things that if an AI had been able to help with medically, then you know, I would have been all for it. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, speaking of medical things that I would be all for, just to throw it in here, in here real quick mm. as a segue, maybe we can talk about it in a later episode when we have more information. But um, scientists have created an, an implant that implants directly into the brain, I believe, that allows... Um, blind people who have retina and optic nerve damage to have some vision and this is this is different than the eye implants that they worked on before which has required the the patient have a healthy optic nerve Mm. and like this does not what's the sensor i don't know oh it's a camera on a pair of glasses okay and there's like what bluetooth to the brain implant and i don't know yeah we should yeah definitely should look yeah look, look this up yeah but this is this is the first um vision implant that doesn't require a healthy optic nerve and as someone with a vision problem that involves not having healthy optic nerves that's pretty cool (laughs) (laughs) yeah man that's wild yeah well now i have all these questions but yeah we save that for another episode yeah i just saw a quick blurb about it that didn't have many details beyond that so i had to look into it more Mm, so to speak (laughs) so what i mean 
So what do you, what do you think's next for Sam? It, I mean, it's gotta be cancer, right? Like that would be the next thing to, to, I mean, I guess there's no vaccine. I wonder if it's limited to vaccines. I don't know. And well, you, you say that with such confidence that there's no vaccine for cancer. There's no vaccine for cancer that we've discovered. Currently, right. Well, man, that'd be great. Um, HIV maybe. Yeah. Cancer, HIV. Those are the two big ones I can think of. Yeah, certainly um, the the ones that it's most most public. I, I don't know what numbers wise, but the, it's probably heart disease, probably the top thing mm-hmm. that gets you after sharks in a tornado. Yeah, it probably probably is um, um, heart disease, stroke, yeah. that sort of thing, coronary artery type stuff. Um, let's see. So let's see how the, they wrap up the still grab us away because we. I believe that only a properly trained AI will have the ability to explore these patterns and choices in the mutations so that it can actually predict where the virus is likely to go next. So we can then use this to get it to design a vaccine that predicts that predicts against future flu viruses rather than past <laughs> ones, which would then solve the problem of strain mismatch. Yeah, the question is, like, is it even possible to predict against all mutations? Yeah, or is I mean, it, it seems like, impossible. Like if, it, if it is, then you've stopped the virus from mutating, and then wouldn't it eventually die off i don't know i don't know enough about this but i I would think if it can't mutate and the and the um vaccinations we have stop it in its current form isn't that isn't that basically the definition of a cure yeah i guess like vaccinating against polio or something isn't it well yeah doesn't it essentially become the same thing if everyone takes it right yeah yeah you would think so what this is a related but kind of kind of random but kind of related question that that okay it's been sort of bouncing around in the back of my head but i've been listening to a lot of um you know politics and fake news and and um um you know people who feel like somehow their opinion is science or is like equivalent to science and like Mm -hmm. facts are debatable and 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 it does get you thinking like well wait a second okay like what what's the what is the taxonomy of, of like a belief on one hand and then all the way on the other end of fact. And right. You know, like it doesn't feel like a, there's a clean break. And, and then there's another thread that I've been kind of following, which is that the scientific method cannot be used on everything mm-hmm. because it, like certain, like a soccer game, you can't use a scientific method to figure out who's going to win a, the world cup. Right. Because there are too many variables to control for. Right, you just so, have to do like some data analysis on past statistics. Yeah, there's no. I mean, you can maybe make predictions, but it's not like a repeatable experiment that anybody right, can that do. Right, you in can a test lab. and yeah. Right. So yeah, there's like no A B, you know. So right. I mean, maybe at some point an AI will be like, oh, you know, whatever. I can't. I don't know the name of the soccer well, team. Well, I mean, I mean, part of the scientific method is that the conditions of the experiment are repeatable, and you're never going to be able to exactly repeat a soccer game. Yeah, there's just too many variables. Yeah. So. So you get in trouble when people start applying or like acting or using science like terms using the language. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So that's not good. So anyway, that that's all sort of going through my mind. And I was like, I was like, okay, so what, what counts as hard science, you know, hard sciences are where it's most obvious, where it most obviously works. I'm like, well, why, why does it most obviously work in the hard sciences? And I was kind of like, well, it's all, uh, t- tell me if, you agree, but I feel okay. like it boils down to your ability to predict the future. So that's, that's like where science proves itself. So is, you know, in a situation, 
a, a well-known or a, call it a proven scientific fact, uh, you can Happens, predict, you can yeah. predict the future. Right. You know, like if I slide this coffee cup to the edge of the table, it is gonna fall. definitely going to fall. <laughs> yeah. You if know? I'm holding this in my hand and I let go, it's going to fall to the ground at 9.8 meters per second. Per yes, second. yes. And you can predict that in the, it, I mean, I'm saying yes, like I know that's the right number, but okay. Um, but that, it's kind of what it boils down to. You know, it's like medical mm-hmm. science, same kind of thing. If you take this pill, you will feel better. If you take this pill, you know, the the parasite will be whatever uh, yeah. ejected from your body hopefully not too forcefully <laughs> if, you're, if your Alien. dog takes this pill yeah yeah we've, we've been we've been dealing with a dog with a newly diagnosed autoimmune disease so Aye-bye. but yeah yes and it's like take this pill and then these things will happen <laughs> yeah so it's kind of like it's kind of i feel like there's a correlation there somewhere that if if you if you've got a um call it a recipe Mm-hmm. for something it could be a procedure it could be a mixture of chemicals it could be a, a, a whatever it's a recipe if you follow this recipe now in the future x is going to happen mm-hmm. to me that's like that's like and then like anybody can take the recipe and with reasonable skill be able to you know in the right tools can yeah just yeah that's that's it, the re- it it's the repeatability of it yeah to me that's like that's where science is like that's the thing. It's like you can predict the future. So the reason I was thinking about that is because if the if an AI can predict the future mutations yeah, yeah, of the disease. Right. And like create this recipe to you know, if the AI, Sam's like, Well, here's this. If you if if X number of people or percentage of the population is injected with this between, you know, the first two weeks of the year that your flu is cured. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then everybody does it and there's no more flu. Like what? That, that's, that would be rad. That would be. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So predicting the future since 1825 or whatever. <laughs> I probably missed that by a mile. I've been playing timeline. I should really know when the scientific method was invented. I feel like it was a lot earlier than 1825. Yeah. But I could be wrong. I've been, Actually, maybe I'm... Hmm. I've been pretty shocked mm-hmm. by some of the timeline cards, to tell you the truth. Yeah. 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 I don't think the scientific method is... I mean, it's post-dark yeah, ages, it that's might for not sure. Be, might not be super old, though. Yeah. I'm thinking 1800 somewhere, but I'm probably, yeah, that would, probably sound like an idiot. That Actually, thinking about it more, that kind of does make sense. Yeah, that's not that long. No, it's not. And I feel like... I feel like medicine is probably where it came about first, and medicine prior to the 1800s feels like it was mostly religion and leeches, and 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 leeches and and humors and <laughs> humors. Yes. Yeah. Yes, easy to laugh about now, but probably in a hundred <laughs> years we're going to be laughing about sticking needles <laughs> through people's skin. What? Are you crazy? Why are you? That's insane. Yeah. Well, cool. So we we just thought it'd be fun to bring this news item to you and get people thinking about, um, I mean, like, this is a pretty practical application of AI. It is. But you're right. Now, now I am, I am kind of mad now that this is going to give the anti-vaxxers another, another argument. Yeah. 
like, no, I don't, don't hand them material. <laughs> don't make it easier for them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the tech, I, I read an article one time about that sort of like uh, fear of technology and mm-hmm. I'll see if I can dig it up because it's such a great quote and it, it I, but I can't, I'll, I can't even do it justice, but I'll, I'll see if I can link to it in the show notes. But it basically it was like, you know, Congressman Smith said, and, and it's just, it sounds exactly like, you know, this new technology is going to ruin mm-hmm. the blah, 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 the fabric of society, so on and so forth. And, uh, and the, and the, in the article, it was like, okay, guess what year that was written. And it was like the 1800s and it was about, or it was about something like mm. comic books or, um, or something that you get in apothecary. It was like, or glass, <laughs> something right. like that. I mean, it was like something that is so obviously safe and it's like about electricity. It was, it was even less dangerous than that. It was something so ridiculous. Yeah. It was like glass or something. Yeah. I guess electricity in the early days was pretty dangerous. Oh, yeah. It was huge controversy. Yeah. You know, because like, yeah. you know, Edison was like electric, killing animals with electricity to prove that AC yeah. was better than DC or something. Or He was killing stuff with DC to see like, look, that's dangerous. We need AC. We need AC. Yeah. Yeah. Monster. Yeah, there's a, there's a great, some great videos on YouTube about um, like dangers of the post-World War II home and, and things like that. Uh-huh. Like how just, unchildproofed it was, how unchildproofed it was. Some of the some of the chemicals that we were using back then, and the way electricity was brought into the house, and and just things like that. It's like it's a wonder we survived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No seatbelts, lead paint, exposed wires, knob and tube, everything like flammable, asbestos like we're, we're everywhere. Our, like women's makeup is like all of these deadly chemicals. Yeah, yeah. made out of like like anthrax ddt in the yard you yeah. name it it was like chemicals for everyone it's like at this point we should either be dead or like super mutants yeah well we are super how are mutants. we neither we are super mutants oh there you go well. how do you think we came up with the iphone <laughs> outgrowth of chemical <laughs> reactions uh cool okay so hopefully this was fun dear listener uh, we, we definitely had fun. Hopefully I didn't breathe too much into the microphone. Uh, no, I didn't notice it now like I, like I did before the show, so you were good. Oh, good. I stopped breathing for the last 30 minutes. <laughs> nice. You can you can hang up and, and, and inhale deeply. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I am Jonathan Stark. I'm Kelly Shaver. And we hope you join us again next time for Terrifying Robot Dog. Bye. Bye.